from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloth there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to Jesus Christ. We begin our celebration of this Easter season, not with this morning's Masses, but with the Easter Vigil last night. For those of you that have never been to the Easter Vigil, it's a beautiful liturgy, it's a long liturgy. We actually begin outside of the church where a fire has been prepared. And after blessing the fire, this Paschal candle is then lit by the flames of that fire. And it's brought in as the people that gathered outside process into the church with their small taper candles. It's a beautiful image about how this candle representing the light of Christ, even though over a hundred people lit their candles off of it, it still shined ever so bright. It was never dimmed by giving up its own light for us all. And then we move into the Liturgy of the Word. Now typically on Sunday, as we had today, we have the two scripture readings followed by the Gospel. Well, last night we, did, we supersized that, and we had five Old Testament readings before we did the New Testament reading in the Gospel. And I just want to reflect on a couple of those readings. We began with the story of creation. We began by hearing how God created everything out of nothing. This beautiful morning we have, as you, as you, dro as you drove in, you notice how things have become green, how flowers have, are, are blooming, how trees are starting to bud forth with their leaves. Life is kind of returning after our winter. But all of this, 
everything you see, every person you encounter, it was all part of God's creation. And he created out of nothing. You know, we can talk about artists creating, but they need something. If it's a painting, they need the canvas and the, and the oils. If it is a sculpture, they need either the marble or the clay. They may create something, but it requires them to have something to create from. Well, God created out of nothing because he is God. As miraculous as this is, here is a part of the prayer that I prayed right after that reading. There exists nothing more marvelous than the world's creation in the beginning, except that at the end of ages, Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. As great as creation is, as much as it shows forth God's wonder and majesty, his power, it is surpassed by the sacrifice of his son. It is surpassed by the son of God being willing to give up his very life for our salvation and then of course be raised from the dead. All of creation is surpassed by the sacrifice of Jesus. And not just surpassed, but it is renewed. It is renewed by the sacrifice of Jesus. Another of the Old Testament readings we heard in, in the Easter Vigil is the, is the Israelites fleeing the Egyptians and Moses stretching out his staff and the Red Sea parting in two, allowing, allowing God's chosen people to walk through the waters unharmed to be able to escape the Egyptians who are trying to once again enslave them. We include that reading at the Easter Vigil because it's a reminder to us of what the waters of baptism do. The waters of baptism free us from slavery to sin and death. The waters of baptism is how we receive the gifts that Jesus won for us by dying on the cross, most especially the gift of eternal life. Jesus threw open the gates of heaven after he was raised from the dead. And it is in these waters that we are able to partake of this gift. When I bless the waters of this font, there is a beautiful prayer. I'm not going to share the whole prayer, but let me share this part of it. You created water to make fields fruitful, and to refresh and cleanse our bodies. But you also made water the instrument of your mercy, for through water you freed your people from slavery and quenched their thirst in the desert. Through water the prophets proclaimed the new covenant you were to enter upon with the human race, and last of all, through water, which Christ made holy in the Jordan, 
you have renewed our corrupted nature in the bath of regeneration. These waters have power because the Holy Spirit is active through these waters in cleansing us from the punishment of original sin, in offering us the gift of eternal life, thus making the power of sin and death null and void. Sin and death no longer can enslave us because through the waters of baptism, we have been made free. We have been made free. And it's all because the Son of God gave up his life on the cross for our salvation. My dear friends, if you came to the church on Good Friday for our Good Friday service, the church looks a lot different today, doesn't it? It was very bare, there was no flower, there were no plants, there were no candles. But our church reflects the joy, the joy we should feel in our hearts as we celebrate Christ's victory over sin and death. The joy in our hearts that says he is truly risen and through his resurrection has offered us the gift of eternal life. My dear friends, this means something. This is the foundation of our Christian faith. The disciples that day went to a tomb and puzzled at the fact that it was empty. But eventually they came to believe that Jesus was raised from the dead and they have continued to preach the good news of Jesus Christ and their descendants through this day. We are not just the recipients of that good news, but we are called to spread the good news to our world. We need good news. We need to know that there is a life beyond this life. We need to know that we are not enslaved to sin and death, but we have been freed from it by our Savior's sacrifice on the cross. This is why we celebrate this day. This is why we can call ourselves Christian disciples of Jesus, because we believe he is truly risen, and through his resurrection has brought salvation to our world. And that truly is reason to celebrate this day.